Welcome to a new episode of Big Sister Conversations. I'm your host, Enyola. It's the very first episode and I'm super excited to get this show running. Today, the conversation is about hacks for your 20s. So if you turned 20 recently or you'll soon be 20 or you're a little above 20, then this episode is for you. I'll be sharing about some of the things I know now but wish I had known as I was turning 20. Before we dive into all of that, I want to invite you to subscribe to my newsletter. I send out encouraging and personal emails every month just to keep you hopeful and inspired. The link is in the description section. So come join our little online community. A few days to my 20th birthday, I remember having a conversation with a friend. He had turned 20 the year before and was offering some big brother advice. He said my 20s would be nothing like my teenage years and it would be a whole new season for me. I briefly wondered why he was making a big deal out of turning 20, but I took his words to heart regardless. They have proven to be true over time. So much has happened in my life so far that makes it completely different from the time I was a teenager. I'm 24 now. Hopefully you don't think I'm old. (laughs) And I'm looking back over the past few years and I wish someone had prepared me a little more for this phase. So if you're a newbie to the 20s or you have already started this journey of the next decade of your life, I want to give you five hacks that I hope will make it much easier for you. The first hack is have a relationship with God and stay planted in a local church. This is the foundation, the hallmark, the crux of everything I would say today. Without a relationship with God, you will find navigating your 20s to be challenging. And having a relationship with God transcends beyond your 20s. So it's something you carry into your 30s, your 50s, your 70s. You cannot do life without God. So the sooner you build a relationship with him, the better. I became saved when I was eight years old, I think. I'm not really sure, but I was really young. But I did not understand what exactly it meant to be saved. I just was afraid of going to hell. So I received the life of Jesus when an altar call was made and then... I went about doing my normal business. (laughs) Then I got into university and I realized, wait, giving my life to Jesus doesn't mean that everything is all fine and good. I've given my life to Christ. Okay, thank you, God. I keep on living how I want. I realized that my life had changed from that moment and I was supposed to live in the consciousness of a changed life. Anyway, it took me about 10 years to figure it out. (laughs) But when I did, I think I was 18. And that was two years to turning 20. So by the time I turned 20, I already had a pretty decent relationship with God. It has really shaped my adult life so far. One of the things that really helped me maintain a relationship with God was getting planted in a church family. I'll probably make another episode later talking about what to look for when you're trying to choose a church family. But honestly, how I got into that church was a miracle. <laughs> So my roommates kept inviting me. Oh, there's this church I started going to. I was in 100 level then. There's this church I, I started going to. You should come around. Some of your classmates are there. So after she had disturbed me incessantly, I decided to follow her. And I went there and I was pleasantly surprised because it was different from the kind of church I grew up in. And my curiosity got the better of me. So I started coming, well, somewhat frequently on and off here and there. And it was in that church that my life changed basically i started to understand what salvation meant and my life changed and being in that church i was in that church till i graduated from uni it changed my entire life i learned so much from 
all the people in church i learned so much because i was serving i learned so much because i was being fed consistently i was being fed the word of god i had systems and structures that were designed to help me grow as a believer and even now that i'm out of school and i'm living the proper adult life I have carried everything that I've learned into my life and it has changed me. It has shaped me. There are things I cannot do, not because they are necessarily bad, but because they don't help me. I have learned to distinguish right from wrong. I have learned to choose my friends carefully. Really, being a believer has changed my life because doing life with God has given me direction and clarity. God has helped me through navigating my 20s because you know everybody complains on Twitter adulting is hard adulting is hard I cannot imagine going through adulting without God (laughs) so I'm super grateful that I have God to carry me through these situations and that everything that's been in my 20s has looked like for me I've been in sticky situations I have been disappointed I have been heartbroken I have had really um, really incredible high moments and Honestly, my 20s have been shaped by having a strong relationship with God. So if you want to navigate this season, this phase of your life properly, you need God. You cannot do it without him. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Regardless of what you see on social media, adulting is hard. And having a relationship with God makes it slightly easier to navigate. Yeah. So that's the first hack. On to the second hack. When you face rejections... Think of them as redirections. Why am I talking about rejections? Because adulting will serve you premium breakfast in every way you can imagine. Boys will serve you breakfast. Jobs will serve you breakfast. Applying for a master's, they will serve you breakfast. Applying for a visa, you get breakfast. You get breakfast. Even your friends, you get breakfast in every way you can imagine. So you have to be prepared. I think going through life, I had a pretty smooth ride because, um, you know, I'd, anything I wanted, I, I could get. I just had to ask my parents or just work hard for it. I'll get it. So I had been on a streak. Let's, let's talk academics very well. I'd been on a streak with school. In, in secondary school, I was like in the first, I was among the top five. So, you know, smart girl, I scored prizes. I entered uni, I started on a first class. I graduated with a first class. I asked smart girl a few way. <laughs> then I went to law school, you guys, and <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. It was nothing like I thought it would be. But, you know, I just put in the work, started to read went off social media, put in the work, reading like a mad person. I finished law school, aced my papers, or so I thought. Then results came out and I'm like, sorry, whose results is this? It cannot be me. (laughs) It was bad. It was horrible. And even though I'm laughing about it now, I wasn't laughing when I saw it. It was as if someone had poured cold water on my body. And I was like, this cannot be my result. It cannot be my result. I had to tell my sister, check for me. This is not my result. And that was my first major introduction to being served breakfast. It pained me. I won't even lie. I was hurt. I, did I cry? Maybe like just a few drops because I wasn't really invested, actually. I, I really had no intentions of practicing like that. So it didn't pain me so much. But what pained me was the fact that I put in effort and didn't yield the result I wanted. That was, that was what really hurt and that was, like I said, that, that was my first major introduction to being served breakfast. <sighs> it was painful, I won't lie. And since then, I have had reasons to shed actual tears <laughs> because of being served breakfast. And 
There was something that my brother-in-law said to me after another major one. He said, rejections are simply redirections. Think of rejections as this thing that I want is not God's best for me. So he will close that door and open another one in his timing that is the best for me. And that has really changed my life. So last year, I applied for a lot of things. And let's say I applied for like 20 things or 30 things. I got just one. Last year and into this year, actually, to like April, I kept crying almost every month because it was hard. But I had to just keep reminding myself and telling myself, like, you can't get depressed. All these opportunities are not God's best for you. God has a plan for you. And if he decides to shut this door, then it means that he's taking me somewhere else. And honestly, that's how I've coped so far. I still keep applying for things. I still keep praying that they will serve me breakfast. But in the events that they do, I just remind myself that's not God's best for me and I pick myself up and move. But there's a caveat here. There are sometimes when doors will close because of you. Maybe you do not do what you were supposed to do. For instance, if it was an opportunity, say a scholarship, for instance, maybe your grades were not good enough or an exam. Maybe you did not put in enough effort. With me now, going back to law school, my last paper, actually, I was so tired. I had a lot of blank spaces, so I wasn't extremely surprised when I saw my results. I was shocked because I didn't expect it to be that bad. But apparently the way lots of even grades is for me, let's not go there. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, so long as the rejection is not dependent on you, if you know that you have given it your best shot, then don't worry about it. God has your life in his hands. He has good plans for you. If he refuses to open a door, then, you know, swallow your L, <laughs> move on. That's how life is, really. That's how life is. So don't forget, rejections are simply redirections. The third hack is kind of similar to the second one. Um, nothing lasts forever. That's what I want to say. <laughs> nothing lasts forever. Good things, bad things, nothing lasts forever. Once you turn 20 and, you know, you start facing some difficult situations, you have to remind yourself that this cannot last forever. It will not last forever. And because of that, I would like to add this. Do not make permanent decisions based on temporary situations. So if things are not looking so good right now, remind yourself that things will change. That's not the time to make a drastic decision that will change your life forever. And if things are good right now, don't assume that things will always be good and then you just jump in. Let me use like um, a typical example. Say you like a boy and you know, you guys just, just started talking and everything. Say you've been talking for like three weeks. You cannot at that time determine if that boy is going to be the person you will marry or you cannot even just decide to marry him because you just started talking. This phase of getting to know him will not last forever. So you want to wait until things are a little steadier and, you know, at that point you can make a solid decision. So Nothing lasts forever, good times, bad times, and don't make decisions, permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. Don't do it. You will regret it. I'm telling you from experience, <laughs> you will regret it. And this is where having a relationship with God comes into play. God gives you endurance and God gives you discernment. So discernment to know this is a temporary situation. I should wait before making a decision or this situation is really hard right now, but with the strength of God, I can wait it out, push it through, and, you know, things will turn around for the better. And like I said, adulting will come with times that will really challenge you. For instance, you might be at a point where you're waiting for admission, you're waiting to go to camp, you're waiting to go to NYC camp, you're waiting to go to law school, you're waiting to get a job. All those seasons are hard, but they won't last forever. 
in like two, three months, four months, they will change. I remember just, I think three years ago, I was in uni three years ago. And now I'm a full grown adult woman who's <laughs> trying to figure out her life. But you get what I mean? Things change fast. So don't make permanent decisions based on temporary situations. So the fourth hack relates to boys. <laughs> And what I would say is take a countercultural approach to love. What I'm saying is um, this culture, this world we live in celebrates a me and mine, his view, her view, our view, you know, God when kind of approach. I'm not saying that you should not God win. I do that all the time on Twitter. <laughs> but I'm saying let your approach to love be different from what is prevalent in the world. I wish somebody had dragged me and sat me down and preached this gospel that I'm preaching to you <laughs> because it would save you heartache in the future. <laughs> it would save you breakfast. So let me explain. This world has a culture that it's not good to be single. It's not good to be alone. You seem like a loser, a loner. Nobody wants you. Every person is dating except you. Let them date. Mm? Let them date. You are a child of God and so the way you live is different. The best way to find love is to rest. It is to rest. If you want to find love, don't go looking for love. That's what I mean by taking a countercultural approach. So this world will tell you, if you like somebody, shoot your shot. Tell them you like them. Slide into their DM. Boy, girl, you know, shoot your shot. Don't be afraid. Unless, <laughs> unless you want a recipe for breakfast, that is not very... Okay, not like it's not good advice. It's not balanced. It's not balanced. What I've learned is relationships are initiated by God. And the way for you to participate is to rest. Just rest and trust that God will bring your person your way. By resting, I don't mean become a recluse or just shut out the opposite sex from your life. No, 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 no. Pursue good friendships, serve in church, show up, hang out with people. But don't let it be what is driving you. Don't see somebody and immediately start to think, is this my partner? Can I date this person? Don't reduce people to objects of your affections. Just rest and enjoy life. Rest and enjoy life, really. Like, love will find you when you are ready and when you are resting. Most of the people I know that are in love or even married today will tell me that they found love when they were least expecting it. So... Entering your 20s, like being 2021, 20, that's not the time for you to start looking frantically for love. Just rest. God has you. God will sort you out. I hope you really take this advice so because <laughs> it would save you. It would save you a lot of heartache. I'm warning you now. Rest. Don't be looking for boy up and down. Okay. So the final hack is learn to earn. Learn to earn. <laughs> so what I mean is in your 20s, you start becoming an adult. And it's at this time that your parents start removing and withdrawing their supports gently, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully it's gentle for you. And your parents will just leave you and throw you into the world just like that. <laughs> I'm praying for you. will be gentle for you. <laughs> but yeah, it's at this time that parental support starts to diminish because everybody starts expecting you to get a job and earn, support yourself. So learn to earn as early as you can start earning i'm super grateful for the person that introduced me to my first job in 400 level because that job saved my life <laughs> all the times when my allowance maybe was not enough i was wasteful this job had my back even down to when i was in law school and serving in fact till date <laughs> till date that's what i'm doing 
So let's end really early because one of the characteristics of being an adult is financial independence. So you want to learn to earn money quickly. Get a job, learn a skill. Everybody knows that tech has a lot of opportunities. It can take everybody. Find an area of tech that interests you. And if tech doesn't interest you, what if, you're, if what you're studying in school interests you, um, be diligent. Yes, that's it. <laughs> be diligent. Be diligent in whatever it is you're doing. Start earning, even if it's small, small internship roles that will pay, take them because you don't want to be an adult that cannot support yourself and then you are looking at your parents, begging your friends up and down. That's just disgraceful, honestly. So learn to earn early, apply for jobs, intern, acquire skills. You need money to survive. Like, I think one of my biggest shocks when I became an adult was the fact that I actually have to work to spend money. Like, wait, money doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> There's no money hidden anywhere. If I don't work, I wouldn't have money. Like, it was such a realization for me. But like I said, I already started earning from, I think, 2019. So finding a job wasn't such a difficult task. But if you're not earning currently as you're on strike, so if you're a student, this is your time to learn to earn. Because it was during ASU strike, actually, that I... Okay, so I picked a job while I was in school. Then, of course, maybe ASU went to strike or UI had one funny thing. I can't remember. And then that was the time I started building my skills, building a portfolio and everything. So, yes, learn to earn. Okay, that's the end of this episode. So just a quick recap. I'm going to mention all five hacks again. And I hope that you really, really apply them. It would make your life much easier. First one is have a relationship with God and stay planted in a local church. The second one, when you face rejections, remind yourself that there are redirections. Third, nothing lasts forever. Fourth, take a countercultural approach to love. And finally, learn to earn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Sister Conversations. If you liked it, please leave a review and share with your friends whom you know will find it helpful. You can also follow me on Twitter at Eniola underscore Adeko and we can carry on the conversation further. Until next time, remember that you're loved by God.